Which Truly. one did you choose? You read the second Patience. Lisa. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, how was I that went for you? So much harder than I anticipated. <laughs> I I was the problem is like I was fully with it. I was fully with it, but it's from 2010. And so mm-hmm. I was like, okay, BDSM, it's like a Dom sub relationship. And it's like very much like he's constantly talking to her about like the dynamics of the relationship and why like her submitting to him is pleasing to him, which is ultimately pleasing to her, like all of this. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was so with it. And then they had one really long conversation that was basically what it boiled down to was like, (laughs) like all women, it's their purpose from God to be submissive to their husbands. And the husband has to be like dominant and caring and do all these things. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, I was like, oh like you had me I was with you until you said (laughs) until and they were like like, they basically like he was like oh this is like everyone's purpose ultimately but like very few will ever achieve the level that we achieve Mm. like as if every husband and wife yeah should be a dominant submissive relation once again if you are related to me if you haven't already turned this podcast off I sure would appreciate it if you did so now You've already heard too much. Anyway, I was like with it, especially, listen, there was one scene and I knew it was coming and it gave me what I wanted and I was like, okay. And we got to the point where I thought it was going to wind down and I was satisfied and then it kept going. And I was like, that is the best. That is the best. I, what was it? There's, there's, I believe it's um, The Lady Tempts an Air by Harper St. George. I've put this in another review before um where you think the scene's over and he's like cleaning her up and he's like actually while i'm down here i'm just gonna finger you again and we're gonna go that, for it and i was like so that that's beautiful right <laughs> well but it happened twice there was twice. one point it was yeah well not that specific thing that yeah, was the yeah. second time the first time mm-hmm. i was like i think we're done and then it wasn't and it took it up mm-hmm. another level and i was like all right well you unlocked something and well that thing in me was already unlocked but i've never seen it done in a book before <laughs> Oh, God. Um, well, well, I should say, I've never seen it done in a traditionally published romance okay. before. Because, I mean, indie erotica is doing and has oh, been Oh, well, they go, they go hard. Right. But I don't read a ton of indie, yeah. and I also don't read a ton of erotica. So I was, like, shocked to find this in a traditionally published historical from 2010. So already, I was like, wow, you got me Bold. on board. And then he did basically that. They were like, what if we just threw in some, like, overstimulation and mm. unexpected orgasming? And I was like, uh, I thought we had all finished. In fact, we had all finished twice. <laughs> and then let's add a third. And I was like, okay, sure. Anyway, it was wild. And if it hadn't been for that kind of weird religious overtone where it, mm-hmm. it, like, they, it kept coming back to, like, this is your ultimate purpose and you're Eve who was created to submit to adam if we could have gone we could have gotten rid of that i would have been fully on board as it was i was mostly on board (laughs) one foot was like dangling off the train but she wasn't gonna jump i was like (laughs) she was staying on for the ride i mean it was the same thing with patience or uh passion rather where i was like almost all the way there you could have given me all the weird sex stuff and i was still would have been on board welcome Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to Romance Your TBR. Oh, it's gosh. just banter. It's just banter actually could be It's just banter. what you call every um, like book that's marketed as a rom-com. It's just banter. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love banter. 
My least favorite thing is when a rom-com is like, I'm a rom-com and then I laugh zero times. And I'm just like, just throw in like a dad joke. Like I'll laugh, but like there are no jokes. And I'm just like, there is a book that I read and I, I won't say which one it is. Um, or I can tell you later if you want, but I don't think you would have read it anyway. Um, I but I, I did recently everyone. read a contemporary romance. And like the author is funny. And I've, I've read another book of theirs and it was funny and I liked it. And mm-hmm. there were some really, really good scenes. Um, but this one, I, I think I just like contemporary romance a lot of the time. Not all the time. There are some excellent ones, but a lot of the time they give me the ick. Because oh, yeah. it like... It'll be just like them hanging out, and they're like twenty to thirty year old adults, so like my mm-hmm. age or a little older, and they're like hanging out, and then you're writing their banter, and it's like, it, it's just like, uh, I don't like it. I don't like if it's not really really funny, yeah. and then it describes like them cracking up together, and I'm not laughing. <laughs> then I'm like, that super is the, the worst, and you're just like, wh- why? Why yeah, laugh? like she'll be like, cra- like dying laughing at something the hero said. That I'm like, mm-hmm. it was amusing, <laughs> but it wasn't like it was, I, I, it was, it was jarring. <laughs> it was no. Um, anyway, I, look, some contemporary romances do it. My biggest thing is when one of the characters is a songwriter or a musician or a writer in general. And then they give you, like, excerpts of things that this character has written. And you were like, I don't think you actually have a career. Because that was not good. I... <laughs> like, the the, the author is fine. Yeah. But, like, within it, I'm just like, no, please don't. And then in an audiobook, ten times worse. Especially, like, the singing bits. Oof. Have you, did, have you listened to an audiobook where the narrator has sung oh. words? Oh, have I? Oh, have I? Um, so many times. Oh no! There's, uh, well, first of all, the Hunger Games. Um, Katniss oh. goes for it a few times. Yeah, yep. She likes to sing, so that poor narrator showed up to the booth and was like, "Oh shit, I gotta sing today." And then there was just in the Kate Bateman one, um, a daring pursuit. I listened to that earlier today, and she has like a little little ditty, um, that she sings Relatable. to a bear. <laughs> and oh yeah like it wasn't like that like the, the narrator had a good singing voice way better than me but i still i'm just like please don't Excuse me secondhand i've never uh-huh. i think the only time i've ever heard like if there are song lyrics or something or, or, or a song for whatever reason in a book mm-hmm. i've only ever heard the audiobook narrator just like speak just read it that's what i would do the bare minimum because that is the maximum that should be applied to that situation i think it was it was a sarah mclean i think she's a mm-hmm. singer Mm-hmm. Or like her yeah, alter ego is the singer, and it ju- and like the song is like recurring because it's important, and the, sh- the mm-hmm. narrator would just I think it's Justine Air just like read the words, and I was like, thank you, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like a Stacy Reed, a scoundrel of her own, I think, where the one of the main characters spot or like moon sunsets, I don't know, whatever that word is, uh, moonlights. There we are, wow. <laughs> moonlights. Yeah, I we was got like, there. It was it was a for? circle. She moonlights as a singer, and then he like is the only one in her audience because he buys the entire place out, and it's great. Um, oh, that's and that's I think they just read right it. There. It was so yeah, like so to get on a wee tangent. Um, basically, he saved her life. Been Eleven minutes of a tangent. <laughs> he saved her life okay. when he was like 
eight and she was six. And then she was like of noble blood and he was like one of the workers' sons on the oh, estate. Excellent. So yes. So then the parents like send him off. Like they stay in a cottage together for like three days. He's like got a festering wound, keeping her alive. And he's like eight years old. And then the, As the parents I want to do. You know. And then the parents um come they send that boy off they're like we don't even care about you even if you don't get home safely whatever and then they like bar the daughter from ever seeing him so then like however many years they're both adults goes by and he's obviously now rich hot as shit he's got it going for him and she is i think having to i think she just wants some freedom so she's a singer or i think it's to pay off her father's debt as well um, which can always like be very tedious for me, but here it really worked because she was just like singing, and then he was always been her protector. He like found her somehow, um, and so he's been like like in the shadows, just like protecting her and like saving her from violent men who are oh, down I in the Phantom the dark God. underbelly. And then um, you see her in a previous book, and she's just singing to him, and she doesn't know who he is. And then obviously the big reveal happens. And all of this is Phantom of the Opera. I mean, it's not actually – it's not at all, yeah. but it's giving me mm-hmm. Phantom of the it Opera vibes. It was very good. Stacey Reed is just fantastic to me. I love her so much. Um, and so you just see her just like singing to him and in like a vignette in another book. And you're like, what is going on? And then obviously it's him and he's like told everyone else to stay away, which is – I love that. Okay, I'm thinking about it. Here's the thing. Is it hot that he bought out the whole theater so that he was the only one in the audience? Yes. However, now that I'm thinking about it, if I were going to perform yes. and there was just one guy in me, I would actually be really uncomfortable even if I knew I think, it was like the love of my life. I would be like, this is real uncomfy for me. I Yeah. I mean, I'm not a singer. I would never. I am. Yeah, I would, like I would never dare. Um, but she she was into it. She was like, you know, I got to get this bag, so and I will do it. it. Mm-hmm. She she got it multiple times. I uh, – were you – so I know you're not really on TikTok. Um, were you familiar no. with the viral um, – the uh, it, it was like this story that went viral about a particular song that this guy had on his sex playlist? <laughs> Yes, that I found it from Twitter, and then I watched. Yeah, yeah. It was, so oh. that sound is still cropping up occasionally <sighs> on TikTok. However, all of this and all the fan of the opera vibes. Just this is also a tangent, <laughs> and we really should talk about the book. Um, but there was a TikTok that is now living in my head rent free. Of <laughs> it was oh, just no. like a random couple. Um, <laughs> but he it, he was doing the Phantom of the opera, like sing, sing for me, <laughs> and she goes. Oh, 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 I like lost my mind. Also, I'm gracing you with my <coughs> uh, my unused singing voice, unwarmed up. Cobwebs just came out. Anyway, that was like actually, I that video lives in my head rent free. It was horrible, and I think about it all the time. Yeah, that that sex playlist um, Reddit Look, thing. That was that was rough. Can you all. imagine for two no. years? No, and then like her entire family knows. Like, well, but I, I how do you do that for two years? I couldn't don't. do it once. No, 
the instant that song came on, I would be like, hang on. Also, if I were the person who for some reason thought that was a really good song and two years into the relationship, the person I was with was like, I hate this, stop. I would be like, why didn't you tell me two years ago? Yeah, I would not post about it on the internet. Oh, <laughs> like a you very cry specific. that out of me. <laughs> you could not waterboard that story out of me. <laughs> if it happened to me, I would have taken that secret to my grave. <laughs> beyond like, the grave and and he didn't he like use like he used a very recognizable like name for his like at and like it was very easy to guess who that was once someone heard it and i Ugh. simply could not imagine no well you know who would never do something like that claiborne. henry the duke of claiborne <laughs> he would never oh no if no. that man had a playlist it would be bangers only pun intended <laughs> I just think I was rereading my notes and most of them were sex scenes and yeah. obviously they have to be. It's the law. I mean the whole rest of the book is excellent. But it anything is. that I wanted to write down to remember <laughs> were in those scenes. I just you know from the start you, we have Adelaide trying to steal back some things from her father. He's like a what what would he be considered like a not a warlord, but like a, a gang, gang leader. A gang is that the leader? appropriate G- kingpin? Term? I don't know. Kingpin. I don't I'm don't not know. a bowler. Who knows? He's like a, I don't. The bully boys. What are they? What yes. are they? Oh, I feel that we're the spoilers. There will be spoilers yes. in this episode for Heartbreaker by Sarah McLane. You can still listen, obviously, if you don't care about spoilers. But if you do, you I should would probably read the book. Oh, I mean, you could before. you could read the book and then I recommend reading the book before, which actually yeah. means you also have to read Bombshell because mm-hmm. they have a very good bit in Bombshell. Can't read where they're like yelling at each other. Bit. It mm-hmm. was good, and then Adelaide is like, "I want his blood" or whatever. Do you know what I'm talking about in Bombshell? I know because yep. the uh, Mary Jane Wells, because I listened to these both on audio, and she like went a little bit unhinged <laughs> on that line, whatever the line was, where Adelaide was like, "I want vengeance." Like, I, I don't remember exactly the line, but, like, I want his blood. And whatever Mary Jane Wells did to her voice, she sounded like a little gremlin. And I was like, okay, Adelaide. <laughs> sure. Me too, queen. I would too if that man said those things to me. If he was like, <sighs> remember your place, I would be like, I sure know where my foot's place is. <laughs> and it is up your ass because the audacity. It's the audacity fine. of that man. He recovered. All he had to do was catch one punch with his bare fist. And I was like, well, my pants just flew off my body. So <laughs> I, lo- like, I I just pictured that. So that was fun for me. You're so welcome. Thank you. Um, yeah. So we start the book with uh, Adelaide, like sneaking into these no. like very, we don't? No, we start, oh, oh, with, no, we start with a wedding. iconic opening scene of all Oh my time, God, you're right. Which is a wedding that she doesn't want on a stormy day, which she then suddenly goes, oh, my dad has a weapon. Hang on, let me prepare to, like, fight my way out of something. And then it immediately becomes a gang war in this Mm -hmm. church. And that is how the bully boys, they were the, was it the boys and the bullies? Or, like... Boys, and then his name is... Yeah. Trumbull. 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 So it's, like, bully, and then they were the boys. So her dad wins... 
and they form the bully boys and adelaide escapes because is it the duchess the, yeah she sent there's mm-hmm. like a mysterious nun who pulls mm-hmm. her out of the room and is like here are some clothes to help you escape and this mysterious mm-hmm. and this was all in the past uh, calling card also i do want to note because this was like i already liked adelaide from book one i thought mm-hmm. she was great and i knew she was coming because this heartbreaker was already out by the time i read it um However, the moment I was like, Adelaide's my new favorite person in the world is when she, in the middle of this fight, started picking people's pockets. Because she's like, <laughs> she's like the best pickpocket mm-hmm. London has ever seen. She's famous for it. And so as she's fighting people in this too small stolen wedding dress, she's picking people's pockets and slipping their stuff up her sleeves. And I was like, okay, so I'm in love with you <laughs> is a fun fact about me. Like, that's all it took. Look, I'm easily won over. One, I mean, hot punch and some pickpocketing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> then after your years? Question mark later. Multiple years. Yeah, it was like six. That or was something. in 1834, and then five years later. Okay, I was so close. I'm gonna count that as a win. In my it was book. a win. Thank you. Um, so then, then here's where we open. She's trying to steal. Was it some files or something from? Yeah, like um, some files in a notebook mm-hmm, from her father. And then Claiborne walks in, and he thinks he is the cleverest one ever to exist. And he he has got like a little like scruff, and you, he's yeah. like in his shirt sleeves. Yeah, like and short like a hat. and I assume a waistcoat and he's got like a yeah. cap pulled down uh-huh. and he's like leaning against the door jamb. This is all like very clear in my mind. I know you don't see things when you read. But this <laughs> I do, whole I scene is like Fantasia. very, <laughs> but it's like very, very cinematic in my brain. Like her looking up and he's like leaning against the door with his hat pulled down thinking mm-hmm. he's so slick only for her to like one immediately of those, like- recognize him old like spy or something like black and white movies i like i oh I yeah can picture the shapes that's how my brain works <laughs> so like i know like the Never angle works. of the room i mean i'm willing to bet that his shape is a great one so a, a beautiful one and she was like whoa i recognize that shape that is the shape of the duke of claiborne that sure is and he's <laughs> like how did you recognize me that was it had me dead he said <laughs> i was in disguise <laughs> you put on a yep. hat what are you and talking grew a little, about grew a little beard he Clark Kented it. <laughs> oh. Anyway. And so he was just astonished. Because he was coming to steal something too. And she was like, she found the thing that he was coming to steal. And then he was like, well, please give that to me. That is mine. I am a stranger. You've never seen me, but that is mine. <laughs> and she's like, well, no, I'm not going to do that. I recognize your unducal lips. Um, I mean, she there's like a part where she's like, angry talking to her friends about him and she's like his unducal lips well like, because she well, had just made out with said lips did. because mm-hmm. he almost gets them caught and then they have to mm-hmm. go run and fight off a bunch of dudes and then they like do a dramatic scene where they're like jumping i don't know like boat to boat basically <laughs> is how i read that i don't remember uh Truly and then they not. ended up fighting and then making out because obviously mm-hmm. you know adrenaline high you have something I want. And like, was that was that the moment where like a out. lock of like a lock of her hair like fell out? Oh of my her god! Cap? Yeah, and he's yeah. obsessed with it. So he's never seen her hair before. He's got zero clue. She always wears this like bonnet like hat thing. And is that he why? like? Yeah, thought... like he's ne- he's never seen her hair. Okay, that scene confused me because I remembered like there's the scene in Bombshell where mm-hmm. they're like he they obviously they meet 
and he mm-hmm. knows who she is. And also, he's seen her over and over again. At yeah, she balls. just. I think she always wears like a bonnet. Like all of her hair is like up. Interesting. I thought yeah. he. Okay. I think that's how it was. Because then he like sees it. He's like red. Yeah, because <laughs> he's, he's like, like so entranced. Like, Do you not already know that? No, okay. I think because he's always been like, something. what color is her hair? And obviously, he's like enthralled by this like one lock. And then it just unlocked something in him. See, I thought he was just obsessed with it, so he just really wanted to see it because he loved – Well, because then later on – so he still hasn't seen, like, the full thing. Later on, they're, like, in carriages, and her hat flies off, and he crashes his carriage. So they're in two carriages. He crashes his carriage because he sees her hair, and it's, like, flying about, and he's like, holy shit. That oh, is I thought so he was beautiful. just entranced by it. Like, not that I, he I mean, that is before. the underlying – Tone. No, no, but I just I just thought no, that I he think, just really liked her hair. I think and every time he I, sees it, he's like, "Wow!" I believe in my mind, I was like, "She always wears like a cap. Like that would be taxing on I me." I don't remember that. Okay, we're gonna have to go back and reread. Yeah, that means I, I have to find somebody's gonna message us and be like, "Hey, true, pull yourselves together." Look, I read this like a week ago. I should remember, but alas, it doesn't work like that. It, it sure simply doesn't. does not. Because anyway. My memory is horrible. Either he's never seen her hair before and she's always – wait, that doesn't make sense to me though. They've interacted at balls. I know, but she like always wears – like she – because she's like like a, like a weird cousin-ish of the Duchess. So she just is always trying to stay oh, like, like unnoticed. Yeah, so like, you know, because her whole thing is like no one notices her. all of her hair? That's the thing. Like oh. – and she's got a lot of hair. We're going to have to reread. Anyway. No. The I point know. is, this man is obsessed with her, and he has mm-hmm. been for some time, which is mm-hmm. as it should be. He's like, no one's noticed her? How? Yeah, and it's all made better <laughs> by the fact that her whole, like, superpower type thing, mm-hmm. a la Chloe and the Duke heist, is that, mm-hmm. like, nobody really notices her ever. Mm-hmm. And his and whole then, of thing course, is, never once has he missed a thing that she's done. And she, he, like, she gets distracted by him, so it's, like, the first time she gets, like, mm-hmm. not the first time, but... You know, it's very rare for her to get, like, caught out. Um, So when she does have to get into this fight with these bully boys, she's like, shit, this is, like, uncharted territory. Yeah, I've never seen. And then the whole thing in the book is then she consistently gets seen because because he's there. I really love that. I am a sucker for the, like, I see you. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think every good romance is two people who see each other in a way Mm -hmm. that nobody else sees that. Like, that's, that's basically every romance. Yeah to me but i i really like a little overt like oh you're the only person who like literally sees me mm-hmm. i gotta Just... hand it to the dead romantics too i don't love that book but um <laughs> it sure did the like you are quite literally the only person in the entire world that can see me because i am a ghost and you can he see was ghosts. a ghost and i mean okay i know you weren't a huge fan i loved that book i don't know what i was on i was sobbing for half of it like sure. i mean i mean he's the a ghost got me the f- oh, he's a ghost with his like shirt sleeves rolled up and he's just like a very good person you know a lot of times they have to have like a dickish exterior and like mm-hmm. he was like a little bit of a dick like when they first met they were both kind of like not really though i know you know and so he's just always he's like in touch with his emotions he's like an emotional ghost <laughs> like he's just a like maybe a that's solid, why it didn't work not, for me solid guy because he's a ghost so he's like you can't touch him, but he's solid. <laughs> and um, yeah, I needed more command of masturbation. But other than that, I was really into him. 
good old Benji. Maybe he not was that too name, emotionally though. available for me. Maybe that mm. was the problem. Well, that's I what, love that's an Sarah emotionally McClane's, unavailable hero. That Sarah McLean's whole thing, why that one Duke or something won't get a book. He's too emotionally stable. Oh, Benedict, do you mean? Mm-hmm. The, like, mm-hmm. brother from the first, mm-hmm. which I do like him, and I do kind of wish she had gotten one, but I fully she makes wish. a valid point where she's like, he's too good already. Like, Yeah, but someone needs to break him. <laughs> He doesn't need to be broken. He's good. The only, you only need to break a, like an alpha hero. That's true. I just feel like – or something needs to like jar his like worldview. Like it doesn't need to be like an emotionally – like I don't know. I feel like there could have been something there. You I know? think that you like more fully formed – like you like an emotionally yeah. literate. Yes. Like, I don't want to say like a beta hero because that gets confusing. Uh, it, it depends. But like – I think you like, like a softer hero than I do. I want, like, mm-hmm. Dane, Lord of Scoundrels. I want you to have no idea how to handle any of your feelings. And I want the heroine to ruin your entire life. Yeah. And then put you back together. It's really hard for me to articulate it. Because, like, at moments, I want, like, a very, like, soft, but also, like, sex in it. Sure. Like, a very sure. soft romance. Like, A Daring Pursuit by Kate Bateman. I'm going to shout it out again. God, you know, like, good. there's a, like there's a lot of external conflict but, like, at the end, there's no real breakup. He's like, I would, l- like, kill, die, kill lie. <laughs> yeah, what is that line? He's like, I would lie, I would die, I would kill for her. Like, he he, he just says it all. He says all the right things. I have to go find the exact quote now. I know because <laughs> it's in just, my Instagram I, stories. <laughs> just listen to it. And, um... And there's a moment where she's like, oh, yeah, I – like, he's just marrying me because I could be with child. And he's like, no, we're not going to play that game. <laughs> he said, I think not. <laughs> and so, like, I love the – when you think you're going to get, like, the breakup. Big Reese Winterborn energy. Yes. Try it. <laughs> yeah, like, Reese. Like, he's definitely, like, alpha, but he's also – and does not understand emotion at all. He has, like, six feelings. <laughs> No, that's um Tom Severin. Oh my Tom god, Severin has five feelings. Yes, he's you my favorite. He was he was my favorite hilarious. in that series. Oh, that book Reese so has good. feelings. He just chooses to, to smash things. Well, like what smash. is it? He's from is that North North Wales, where we express ourselves by throwing rocks at trees. Yes, that was the quote you sent me. I felt more in the past half hour mm-hmm. than I have in my entire that. or whatever it is. Yep, that's a great. Which is also like my favorite kind of hero. The ones that are like, I don't feel feelings. Why are mm-hmm. you doing this? And like another like favorite hero of mine is obviously like Claiborne esque, where he's a very like starchy, buttoned up, like cold on the outside noble person. <laughs> Most likely they're going to be noble. I mean, sometimes maybe they're not. They have but, to be uh, noble. I know in it. Some it just way. has the extra oomph because they obviously are like having their title and have to be whatever the title wants and then obviously they're just like freaks in the sheet um and like very like pretty dominant um in that sense but like on the outside that no one else can see besides like the heroine i'm very into that i I mean obviously by the way the the (laughs) 
the exact quote because I found it because I had yes. posted it to my Instagram stories <laughs> in July as I was reading it with a Ted Lasso bent over image of him suffering is you'd lie for her, someone asks, and his response was I'd die for her and I'd kill for her too, mm-hmm. which is really all anyone. And this is in front of her brother, her like overprotective brother, the hero of the first book. He's like, and in front like, of her, right? Mm-hmm, they snuck into a, through a window. They just were like hands and knees in front of a bear going at it. And they, like, think they're, like, sneaky, and the brother's just, like, so, what have you been doing? I can see it. There's, like, her handprint was on his crotch. (laughs) I, like, vaguely remember that scene because it's, again, been months, but I do, (sighs) in my brain, it lives as, like, him sitting in the dark next to Mm -hmm. a lamp waiting and then, like, Mm -hmm. turning it on, and Mm -hmm. he's, like. That's exactly how it was. (laughs) They, like, see his shadow, and they're, like, oh, shit. And And obviously (laughs) – God. At this point, Tristan's like, well, I'm going to marry her because I want her. But now she thinks that it's just going to be because she's going to be forced to marry me. And then he's all sad about that. And then she wants to marry him. But then she's sad because she thinks he's just going to offer for her because he has to because he finished inside of her. So they're both having the same thoughts at the same time. And it works because then they just listen to each other. Like they have a little conversation. They almost have sex when the brother leaves the room and the brother knocks on the door and he's like, hey, (laughs) we can hear the vibrations. (laughs) Please stop. And then that's the end of the book. And I, I had a love, very good time. I do I, – like, I like an angsty, like, not incredibly drawn out, but, like, a, a dramatic third act mm-hmm. conflict or breakup of some kind. I'm not, like, anti-breakup. No, 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 no. It can work. However, I do love uh, – and the, the Duke Who the Didn't Duke is who my didn't? favorite ex- example oh, yeah. of this. <laughs> when you, like, you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting and then they just, like, completely sidestep the conflict you thought you mm-hmm. were going to get. And it's, that's like, immediately how, resolved. And you're like, Yeah, that's oh. kind of how Heartbreaker worked, too, a little bit. Because yeah. you you thought that she was – because at, at one point she was like, I can't marry him. Like, I'm not going to do it. And he was like, we're going to get married. He it was said, no, we absolutely <laughs> will be getting married. Yeah, because the, the father had an ultimatum. He, like, stole this, like, tr- uh, puzzle box that the Duke was mm-hmm. trying to get. That's what she had, like, stolen at the beginning. And – um. The father was like, okay, well, I want the Duke's influence, and so you're going to get married, and that's what's going to happen. And he's like, damn straight, we're going to get married? Like He, he <laughs> was like, like immediately. Absolutely. <laughs> like, you didn't yes. even have to bribe me. This mm-hmm. was going to happen anyway. Yeah, and she was like, no, like that's not going to – like I'm not forcing you into marriage. Like You don't need to be associated with this. And he's like, yes, I do. And so like it kind of like – you thought it, yeah. it was going to be a big moment where she like runs away or something, but I think it pretty much well, it does what the Duke who didn't does, which mm-hmm. is it gives you the conflict that you think you're going to yep. get, and it resolves that pretty quickly or mm-hmm. completely avoids it, and then you get a conflict, but it's an external battle. And um, I love when someone's getting shot. There's a God. Lenora Bell book where they just finished – this is at the end. They just finished having sex. He is in bed naked. Someone runs in, shoots him. He's sure. bleeding. He is naked. And that is the third act conflict. So – because she thinks obviously that he's going to die. There's this like guy that's been tracking them. And nope, there's no breakup. Just naked getting shot. <laughs> Uh, you know, and that is the Devil's Own Duke by Lenora Bell. Bringing that back her. to Heartbreaker, there is a scene—the scene in Heartbreaker. I was yeah. very confused. Well, so we know Adelaide was naked when Danny. They like, I think I was like, do we? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I, I don't. Remember. When was she naked? It was after the first. Oh yeah, so she's a guy sheet. Yeah, yes. so Danny like busts in in the middle of the night with that other guy mm-hmm. who was super drunk, 
and mm-hmm. he like threatens her and she's like wrapped up in a sheet and he's being gross and pervy and also threatening her mm-hmm. life and all of this. Meanwhile, Claiborne is like fighting them off and doing all these things and the whole yeah. time they're talking about like, oh, if only we'd gotten dressed afterward. So that whole scene, I was like, is he naked this whole time? Like, did he throw on his trousers real quick I when think he, he heard I noises? Think, I, I don't think remember. he must have thrown on his trousers. Like, surely, right? Because, again, I was listening to the audio, so sometimes I, like, miss a detail, and then yep. I was in the car, so I couldn't, like, rewind a bunch to find yeah, it. I have I have the E-arc here, because that's what I had my notes in. Um, I found But, yeah, scene. I definitely remember that. And I remember, like, any time when someone like, is naked is he... on accident. Uh, mom, 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 clothes. Let me search. I truly, I'm yeah, like in I the chapter. I will let her find that. Um, yeah, I and no, I mean, listen. my favorite. No, no, no. I found it. it he said, "Oh no." <laughs> the thought clarified in the darkness, and the door to the room splintered open, slamming back into the wall with force of a heavy boot. And then there was no needing to protect her; there was only doing it. Adelaide shot up from her slumber, the bedclothes falling to her waist, and Henry shouted, "Stay!" Even as he was out of the bed, already reaching for his blade. Oh, there's never didn't any the mention. Pants. I'm not seeing any mention of pants. Unless I'm just like, I've skimmed it and missed it. This is going to be another one of those things that if somebody wants to write and mm-hmm. correct us, please do. The only thing but in my see... head, he's naked this whole time. I, that's not going to be canon. Um, I, the only thing I could see is like if for some reason he like put something on after, sometimes that happens. Um, but she, yeah, was, but she I... was definitely fully naked. Um, I love that. And now the whole that whole scene, because then he's just getting like whipped around, like he's doing the whipping, yeah, he's but then he's also like destroyed. Yep. Like, and then at one point injured. he's like, he's like very concussed <laughs> and just like down for the count. And then you get was that one of two sick scenes, or is that mm. were there two, or is it just the the main one? Where I mean, to be honest, he's gravely injured for most yes. of this book yes <laughs> he's just like and they, they like derail meetings. they derail rail their entire journey to stay um because he's he got beat up and I, at one point done. he like wakes up from like his half coma half like delirious state and he sees that adelaide is bleeding and he's oh, like he yeah. sits up and it was like there's this like this like MMA or like W whatever MA fighting where the guy like raises from the coffin and like <laughs> turns around and like stares directly into the camera and that's him when he realized that she's got like a cut and he's like stop what you're doing to me like go to her now like figure her out like she cannot bleed he's like when I wake back up she will not <laughs> be bleeding and he's like no room he to did. It's the same energy as, like, whenever a heroine is sick or whatever and a hero threatens the doctor and is, like, she lives – like, if she doesn't live, you don't yeah. live. And you're, like, that's how yep. this works. And normally she's giving it's birth. alpha hero energy. So there's, like, the added, like, having to find a doctor and like, a limited time and – oh, so good. Um, she doesn't live. You don't live. Makes no sense. And I love alpha heroes for it every time. Mm-hmm. And so he definitely was, like, trying to, like, stave off, like, all of, like, the people trying to help him. Probably, like, get him decent. He's like, no. <laughs> She's the priority. And to me, that's the priority. Well, the um, best part is that it's, like, mm-hmm. a scratch. Like, quite li- – I mean, it's on yeah, her she, neck, but it's, like, a yeah. scratch. And she's, like, she was, like, being fine. held at, at knife, like, against her throat, I think. Yeah. Um, And she was like, I don't care. 
She's like, I'm literally so good right now. It doesn't even hurt. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so then it transitions to obviously like her taking care of him and like they're like a little horny, but he's a little too injured at this point. Not for and long, then, though. No, not for long, though, because then he gets well enough and he's like, come sit. Well, <laughs> come up yeah. here. Well, we have an excellent shaving scene, mm. which I am a sucker for a shaving scene. Mm-hmm. I really am. I could never, ever shave no. someone. Mm-mm. And I like, it makes me a little anxious, even knowing this is fiction. This is a romance. Nothing bad could possibly happen in this moment. But every time the thought mm-hmm. of like holding a blade to someone's throat, I'm like, no, I actually wouldn't. I would be like, well, looks like you're going to be scruffy until you can do it yourself. Because well, and there was, there was definitely a book where he was like shaving with a freaking like pirate sword. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> like, no, you know, like one you. of those like pirate shaped things. Yeah. I was like, that's going to be a no for me. That we is need dangerous. to do an episode just on shaving scenes because mm-hmm. off the top of my head, we have this one. Um, Devil's Daughter has a really good shaving scene that also oh, obviously results yes. in a sex scene. And she's, like, very um, proud of it. And I'm like, yes, I couldn't do that for you. That's a great mm-hmm. scene. Um, and there's some talk during it. It's good. <laughs> and then also Devil in Winter has, like, a rec- – like a um, what's the word I'm looking for? Recurring? No, it's, like, mirroring almost when – he shaves her father oh. as he's dying, and it's, like, very tender and lovely that oh, he, God. like, did this and shaved mm-hmm. her father. And then later, when he's injured, she shaves him, and it, like, oh. calls back to that earlier scene, which is I, – I don't remember if that one turned sexy or not, but um, it did make I me sure emotional. So. I mean, it's Sebastian. So mm-hmm. one of my two favorite, as we know, blonde <laughs> Sebastians Duke. that become Dukes. Um, so <laughs> – like, the odds of it becoming sexy or high, I just don't remember if it actually did. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this shaving scene, listen, <laughs> the Duke of Claiborne can get it. The irony, by oh, the way, he, he of got it. most of our discussion being about the Duke of Claiborne is that um, in my head, uh, most romance writers either write heroes or write heroines. Unless mm-hmm. we're talking about queer romance, obviously, in which case, that's a whole other thing. But if it's a straight romance writer... Some are really good with heroines and some are good with heroes. And I think Lisa Kleypas is a hero mm-hmm. writer and I think Sarah McLean is a heroine writer. So it's mm-hmm. kind of odd that I love the Duke of Claiborne. Because, like, I, I like her previous heroes, almost all yeah, of them. Yeah, my – well, Sarah has said that this is as close to the daddy kink as she has ever written. Maybe and, that's what does it. <laughs> and and Duke of Claiborne, he is daddy because he, like, says good girl. He's, like, very into, like – there at one point he was like my girl was hurt or something. I was like, he uh. my girl, and I like that. Mm-hmm. I'd like, like to be clear. His, I his, love Adelaide. The the quote is his poor girl was exhausted. Oh, that's <laughs> and adorable. I was like, oh my god. <sighs> On the one hand, because like if a man in real life called me a girl, I'd be like, mm. but if it, was I think a there's got to be a context around it, <laughs> right? If it's this situation and it's a hot man yes. who I am in love with, and he mm-hmm. said my girl, like then we're okay. Mm-hmm. I or I love when like the heroines like like her man or like my man, and like there's there's a good like, Lorraine Heath that like revolves around that, and like she's like his woman, whatever. Um, and so he's like very obviously because like Adelaide is like very independent and like very strong, and so she needs someone to just like tell her it's okay to feel things and to like have someone take care of you like you don't have to be alone all the time and so that's like his major role (laughs) is to just like 
take care of her. As you should. Sexually. As you should. Really, As what else should. are men even good for? Um, but I did, I did want to talk about Adelaide for a second because mm-hmm. I, I feel odd talking almost entirely about the man when the heroine is mm-hmm. so good. She I in the audiobook sounds her. she sounds like Keely from Ted Lasso. So she's already got just so much energy in such a small frame. <laughs> she's like, not I that just small. I Keely. thought she was tall. I do not know. I just picture Keely. Like that's what I'm picturing. Interesting. I am pretty sure she's like an unusually tall woman. To be fair, a lot of Sarah McLean's heroines, and I note Mm -hmm. it because I again I read them all back to back, Mm -hmm. and so I I like most of them. There would be a comment about like, well, she's unusually tall for a woman, and I was like, (laughs) because of course she is. Um, Yep. I can't say the same, but good for her. (laughs) Not me, but that's okay. I wasn't written by Sarah McLean, unfortunately. Actually, tragically, if I'm being honest, because. Boy, would my life be a lot more exciting if I had been. Um, this is very true. Sad. I just like I love a class difference, and normally I like mm-hmm. the like lady and the lower class or like working class hero yes. dynamic. I like that a lot, mainly because I I think women are already at a disadvantage, and mm-hmm. so when you put them at a, like a lower social or financial standing than the hero, it's a, like an even greater power imbalance, mm-hmm. especially when you have a duke. But somehow the power never actually feels, like, imbalanced at all because they're mm-hmm. so well-matched the entire time. Mm-hmm. Like, like, they're the always the entire time. The they even level. have the conversation where she, like, they decide to do this little, like, she's, like, race me, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're going after him too? Fine. And they're both clearly into it at the beginning when they're about to take off. And, and he's, like, so hurt. And Maggie. <laughs> when he- and they're, yeah. like, um... Yep. It's going to be like cat and mouse. And mm-hmm. she's like, okay, but am I the cat or the mouse? And they said, you're the cat because. <laughs> Obviously. But like really both of them are both cat and mouse, mm-hmm. which I like it works so well because she has a much lower social and financial status, but she number one uses that to her advantage. Mm-hmm. Like she's intentionally forgettable in social situations. And she's like, what? Like basically Covent Garden or wherever she's from, South Bank royalty. Like I have zero clue. Her Geography dad is like and, no, king of do I don't understand places in London either, but he's no like a gang leader. She's regularly yeah. called like a princess. And also she's like <laughs> a famous pickpocket. Mm-hmm. And she was like spent time in jail. Like, as, like famous a child. for not getting caught, also, except yeah. for like as a child. Like Because like she was taught that when you get caught, you know, stitches happen. get stitches. <laughs> she's never a snitch, but these sure. get some grief i don't know um that that's one for the books uh and to wax poetic for just a second about the face sitting oh sure as well the face as we do anytime it comes up in any book there have been a few i have a rolling note somewhere of books where that becomes a thing and i just read one the other day and the heroine didn't want it she was like no i'm gonna sit on your you like sit on your cock instead and i was like but why not both? <laughs> he was like, come on. <laughs> I have a, uh, we don't have time for this tangent, but it's not face sitting, but it is um, standing up 69. <laughs> and if you're like, how's oh that possible? What? It was also in Patience, the wild book that I read. Um, he Were like on the moon? her up from the <laughs> ground 
No, I guess he's just got like mad core strength. Oh, so he's just like he's, holding. He's okay. holding her upside down with her legs like over his shoulders. And then it's a 69. And I, that was in that same scene that I was shocked multiple times. Make it three times that I was shocked because he just picked her up and did that. And I was like, core strength. Let's supersize the shock. There was a book. What do you mean? <laughs> there was a book. I can't. It, oh, it was What You Gonna Do by Avery Flynn. The sex scenes were very colorful. I wasn't a huge fan of the book, but the sex scenes were a fun time. And at one point, though, she he's against the wall. She is in front of him. She's got her, like, legs wrapped around his waist. And then at some point, she, like, gets them flat against the wall. She's, like, holding onto his arms. And she's, like, oh pistoning God. on to the dick. And I'm, like, what are you doing? How like, how are you that strong? What? <laughs> I don't know. I was sitting. I was sitting in the car next to my dad. We were driving home from New York. And I was trying to, like, not, like, very noticeably, like, move my hands. And just, like, see, like, how... <laughs> How does one do like, this? Physically, like I, ha- I need two Barbies. <laughs> I need two Barbie dolls because I just the the momentum that she's got it. I don't know. That All one right. leaves me in a trance because I was like, did I read this wrong? Like, was she against the wall? No. So she, I think she, I think I said she like yo-yoed on his dick, and then she was like embarrassed at one point. I was like, girl. <laughs> You just completed like Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> like, yeah, you actually you are... just defied the laws of gravity. Is like, what you did. You're fine. <laughs> like you don't need to be like aqua when you wake up. <laughs> like we've been through some shit now. All right. Good. Well, that's a next but level. One one more thing for this book that we're supposed to be yes, talking about. The one that we. Should I said be. at the end of our first um, intro episode that there was mild ass play, and I found you were section. Right. I went yes. back and found it too. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what is it? He he uh, his tongue tracking over secret places and his fingers sliding over her bottom, finding another secret place, painting slow, languid circles until she was beyond herself, panting his name and begging him not to stop. And yep. I was like, you go. It was very Clapus like, style vague mm-hmm. mention. Very like vague. Where yeah, because like, oh, suddenly yes, you- that other <laughs> that other place. Mm-hmm. And then nothing else. And you're like, okay. Yep. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that one wasn't because obviously like I generally hate when like something's like teased like that and then like mind. not fulfilled. But like that one was fine because I never really like I mean she was like, Yeah, I'm into this, but it it was like a different level than like there's I think a Megan Frampton where she talks about these ribbons and then they oh. do shit with ribbons but you never get to see it. And I'm just like, we bought the ribbons. the ribbons. We were with him. Yes. When they were purchasing the ribbons and it still lives in my mind. That is so, rude. Yeah. If something mm-hmm. is mentioned, that's true of like plot things also where it's like, oh, why yeah. did you bring this up? But it's mm-hmm. almost worse when it's just for fun. Cause you're like, oh, we could have had it all. Yeah. Why include and, it? I mean, it, it happened a little bit in this one, right? With, with the spanking or like, he was like, yeah, we're going to explore that later. And that didn't really mm-hmm. bother me because, yeah. like, this is not the kind of – like, I wasn't expecting no. a third scene. Mm-mm. So I think, like, it, it depends. Like, I especially despise it if, you know, the book only has, like, one scene and you get, like, nothing. This book had enough to where you were you were pretty okay with your life you are, after reading satisfied. it. Mm-hmm. 
Also plot wise. Yeah. Which like do I under like I barely remember the plot, if I'm being honest. I it's mean, like yeah. a road trip where they're after his brother who is eloping. Mm-hmm. Oh, I it was a whole like murder plot thing. The thing with me and like romance external plots is mm-hmm. that I don't care nine times out of ten. Like, I care in at, like in as much as it feeds the romantic plot. Mm-hmm. Like, I need it to make sense enough that I understand why the main characters are doing what they're doing and yeah. why they're in the situations. But I don't actually care about the external plot. I, mm-hmm. You could have told me anything. And I'd have been like, sure. Was I glad that the bad guy got stuck in the... Or that they, like... <laughs> ruin his life and left him in the plate the, the little door under the church where mm-hmm. the explosive and used to be and then ruined tommy peck's day yeah i'm glad that that guy got what was coming to him mm-hmm. particularly after murdering a guy and then trying to kill his own daughter for witnessing said murder yes yes i was like However, I, i've got to be honest had zero clue what she was talking about yeah I was like, anytime they're like it's heist time Mm-hmm. Let's plot things out. I'm like, I'm not following the plan. I'm just going to hope that I figure it out as I go along. It, it depends for me. I mean, I am not what you'd call street smart. So, like, you can have a mystery and I will be blown away nine times out of ten because I <laughs> do not pick up. obvious. Me too. <laughs> I do not pick up on cues. I just, like, I don't, like, either I'll, like, skim on accident or the audiobook, like, my brain will be elsewhere. And I'll miss, like, one sentence, and it's, like, a very crucial sentence, and it, like, hinges the entire book on that one sentence. Like, that is Sometimes my I will just, like, fully process the things and still not connect dots. That, too. Or I'll just draw wild conclusions that don't actually happen, and sometimes I will play myself because it'll be more interesting than what actually happens. Makes I've done sad. that with, like, I should have guessed the plot twist. There's a three-book series, and I should have guessed the plot twist of the second book mm. because mm-hmm. I had already read the summary for the third book. And if I had mm-hmm. been using my little brain, if those neurons had been firing, I would have understood, like, I would have guessed yeah. what the plot twist of the second book was. But for whatever reason, I didn't. As I was reading the first book, I, like, created this whole, like, I... <laughs> I like theorized how we were going to get to book three and I was like oh this is who like and then her husband is going to do this and then he's going to die which is how she becomes a widow in this book and all of this and then I got to the reveal which was in like chapter two of the second book and I was like oh there we are that makes a lot more sense yeah there there was one the royal we it's like a contemporary royalty one and it's the longest book of my life it was like 16 hours on audiobook that's before I started speeding them up I think at the end of that one though I was listening at like 3.0 speed because I was done with my life um but the main guy just wasn't he was like the perspective he was going to be king next in line and I just wasn't feeling him I was like way more into like the reckless brother and they're they tease I swear that they tease that the brother and her were going to get together and that was going to be like the whole thing no that didn't happen. And then I sat there for eight more hours. That was like 50%. And I was like, what did I just listen to? And then there was another book. What more do you have to say? You've talked to me for 16 hours. <laughs> and then there was another equally long book. <laughs> and I had to cry and I did not listen to that. And I was just like, because I just couldn't imagine because it all started. They She was like at a wedding and it was her wedding. And so then you like 
start there and then obviously like go back in time and then where they first meet and then you work up to the wedding because obviously they had issues i was like what a wild ride it would have been if you thought she was getting married to the one brother but she was getting married to the other brother but no and like i can see where it would have made people angry but also it would have been way more interesting didn't we book. literally like, have a conversation? We like, did. Two days. It takes ago. a very and it takes a very skilled About author, Angelica Frankenstein. <laughs> it's like you have to end with the one you start with, otherwise yes. you will riot. Yes, and so like I, I, I get it, but also, is there like to a clarify? Scene? Angelica Frankenstein does f- follow the rules. You end it, with the it one does. you start. This is a I. This is an Angelica Frankenstein stan account. It is, and the thing is, Frankenstein. Class, what happens to Frankenstein? He is made uh, to out of other. Oh, okay, Frankenstein's monster. Frankenstein. By Fra- what happens? He makes a monster out of multiple people. <laughs> there are We're multiple people in that poor monster because people are giving Angelica Frankenstein makes or yeah makes her yeah. match. Makes which her match. by the way, she it's makes. fine if you she don't makes. like that book, but if you yes. are if you don't like Con- the book because he's made out of body parts that she sews together and he's a corpse reanimated if that's why you don't like it um i think that maybe you should check out spark notes for the original source material and and see i get not reading summaries i am a chronic offender i don't do it but even the cover she's got a little thread she's got some stitches on there there's like but i feel like if you are somebody who doesn't read summaries you're not allowed to be mad when the book is exactly what the summary says it's going to be because it's on you then for not exactly so like i and like i i have realized like i'll normally like start without reading the summary and then i'll go back once i like i'm like is this how it's gonna go um well yes in this case it's literally called frankenstein like yes yes it's and it's Frankenstein and so, fan fiction. It's mm-hmm. not Frankenstein. Absolutely. And like I I totally get if you don't like it, it's a very weird book. And I mean, I was it's sad. I was sad when he was like this isn't my body and I was like, "Oh, that's sad," but I got over it. <laughs> that is a weird weird book and I enjoyed it a lot. It was so odd. I'm so happy I loved it because I love Sally Thorne. This is I am a Sally Thorne stan. Um do with that what you will but um i mean i was prepared to hate it because i i'm just i've been disappointed multiple times in my life so i was ready but it was i would have been way more angry if she would have ended up with christopher but then i saw like the spoiler little... but like not really because you it know, shouldn't be it shouldn't be a spoiler and if, the, if that she bothers you end up with the random other guy mm-hmm. she ends if up that with bothers you then don't read the book you know like if you know you've heard me say christopher does not end up with her and then you're like reading and you're like, oh shit. Get out. Just get out. Don't don't continue. Um, but he's got a cute love story of his own. So I just think I want that book. So Sally in a Facebook Live was like, if enough like if it gets good reception, she will write Victor Frankenstein's book. And I now see every review and I'm like, please just go with your heart, Sally. Just write his book. Interesting. Be like a prequel. I don't know that I would want his book. Victor was like, it's a lot of space. Anyway, I don't know if I want Victor's book because uh, he was. I actually, I really liked him once we got going. I liked him at the beginning, and then I got sick of him. Mm-hmm. And then by the end, he had kind of redeemed himself, and mm-hmm. like, and I don't believe in almost, with some exceptions, 
any irredeemable characters in romance. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure if he got his book, I would be, you know, well, and his would be, yeah, his would be like, like the prequel. So it would be him, I think, meeting. So he wouldn't even develop to the point that I would, because his character arc happens in this book mm-hmm. where he becomes like not terrible. That would we be may hard. not be a Victor Frankenstein stan account. We may not. If that book gets written, we will see. <laughs> you may witness a live fisticuffs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Or a um, recorded we wrap up I suppose. on the book we were actually supposed to be talking about. Yes. Heartbreaker, um, Sarah McLean. We're both I mean, do we want to look at our cards? I feel like we part. talked about the sex for most of this, and I should mm-hmm. clarify that this book is really, really excellent and so romantic. Yeah, it's not capital R romantic. That was oh, in my review. I was so like, this romantic. is just the most romantic book I've read. Like, there are just so many parts that we haven't talked about, like little quotes from him or her. And I, like, I wasn't necessarily, like, feeling it 100% at the beginning. But, like, right as soon as they just got together, like, on the oh, road I trip was. part, I was like, yes. I was into it from the start. That's interesting. I She got me with the yeah. wedding fight scene. And then I was, mm. and then with the, once again, we come back to him ke- catching a punch in his punch. That always helps. For what? Also, him being so offended, which is like a recurring bit and one that I really enjoyed, was her being like, can you fight? And he's offended that she would even ask. And then he Mm -hmm. takes down a bunch of, like, giant burly men. Mm -hmm. And And the only reason he got fights all of them. Mm -hmm. And then repeatedly, people keep insulting his ability to fight. And he's like, I fought for six years at school. And they're like, oh, ha ha. And then he's like... Adelaide, you were there. Like, you yeah. saw me take all those guys down. But plot twist, he wasn't fighting, like, he was, it was, like, underground no. fighting because he was feeling things and he didn't want to be feeling things. So he's like, I'm going to go get punched. But he did the punching. Sure, because cool. he's an alpha hero. Mm-hmm. He and he had a whole, things, he hits things. His, his whole backstory was very touching to me. I thought it was going to go the normal way um, with daddy issues, but it was, like, a, a different avenue of daddy issues. It and was, like his father was a, a very avenue. good person, and like that, that to me is cry. always mm-hmm. because like his father was so good. I know I the know. most romantic letter that was ever written, I think. And it wasn't. It was not even the main couple. It was his parents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, my. To sum it up, my views of Claiborne, this is what I wrote in my review. I said, Claiborne is a literary equivalent of rolled up sleeves and a proper Mayfair accent doing very dirty things with very intense eye contact. He's just very intense about everything that he does and he's he looking is. at you he's while he intense. is fighting, while he's fucking, while he's doing anything. He's just staring at you. I think it's <laughs> saying, funny good when girl. we... Saying good girl. When we saying meet that, him in Saying Bombshell? that's it. You can take it. Take it all. Oh my God. <laughs> like, just... Just saying all the things. I think it's interesting when we mm-hmm. we have talked for way too long. I think it's interesting when we meet it's him in Bombshell. It's only an hour. <laughs> all right. Sorry. Everyone's like, in... it's really an hour. Yeah. When we meet him in Bombshell, there's like – because we're only getting, I think, Cecily's POV at that point because it's at the party mm-hmm. that she's at. And mm-hmm. she describes him as being basically like a bore. Like he's just a really boring yeah. party guest that gets invited to mm-hmm. stuff and then he's like rude to Adelaide and then he semi-redeems himself when we hear him go off on the like Marquis or whoever that guy was and was like, mm-hmm. you know, like he snapped at him in private and then you find out that he was trying to like prevent her from making a really powerful enemy by like putting mm-hmm. her in her place and you're like, all right. 
Duke, whatever. Duke. You could have stepped in, but sure. Um, but I think it's so funny that they're like, yeah, he's kind of boring. He's just that that guy, that Duke. Mm-hmm. And it turns out he's not boring. He's just really, he's really a, he's intense. He's a bore in the, the streets and a score in the sheets. Oh. <laughs> Fine. I did it, and I don't regret it. Fine. I <laughs> also, to, to close it out, the hmms, the way that he's oh, like, hmms. Hmm. <laughs> like, obviously, I can't do it. But Mary Jane Wells does it very well, and he's just always like, when he really could say something, he's though. just like, hmm. Mm. I love a man who like I I love a like really clever witty bantery like usually rakes are like that like they're very quick Mm -hmm. but I I do love the like he's not afraid to stop and think Mm -hmm. very very attractive and Adelaide I don't think she really does she'll like fill the silence when he doesn't talk oh yeah like it's uncomfy and he loves it oh you know what else Adelaide we're supposed to be closing this out. However, however, I want to talk about Adelaide. Another thing about Adelaide, because I love this woman. Um, and that is that she, and I think this probably might be something that bothers other people. However, I mm. eat it up every single time. And that is when the heroine doesn't, like, not necessarily that she has, like, body issues or, like, doesn't think that mm. she's pretty. Mm-hmm. But that she just, like, doesn't really think she's pretty. Where she's like, yeah. no, I'm just, like, I've got other skills. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not pressed about it, but, like, I'm not pretty. And the hero is, like, angry about it. And mm-hmm. is like, I'm going to convince you that you are gorgeous. And this really pressed those buttons for me. Especially because I... she, like, verbatim was like, I just have other skills. Yeah. And she's, like, like not, like, pain. upset. I do love that. When they just, like, they feel, like, a very self-awareness that they're just, like, you know, I get it. Or, like, some, sometimes they'll be, like, you know, I'm not ugly. But, like, right, but I'm not, compared like, to this person either. over here, I'm forgettable. Well, I do but love I think it also, like, it really touches on the, like, there is a somebody for everybody in that, like, maybe mm-hmm. she is plain, like, objectively, mm-hmm. but he finds her, like, gorgeous. Yeah. So maybe she is plain, may, but not to the Duke of Claiborne. May I introduce, um, what is this Tessa Dare book called? I know you're not a huge Tessa Dare person. I don't have anything um, against Tessa Dare. I've just only read a couple of her books. I believe it's Romancing they were the Duke. So, Romancing the Duke by Tessa Dare. Um, an amazing book. The hero is blind. He got into a fight that, like, caused his blindness. So, he can see a little bit in, like, very mm-hmm. high light. Um, and he can see, like, shadows and kind of, like, reflect. Like, he can see a little bit. So, mm-hmm. our heroine thinks she is the plainest person to ever walk this earth. Um, her her father was a fairy tale writer. And she is he like left her nothing when he died so then she basically gets this note saying she inherited a castle and when she gets there it's this very big man in this castle and she doesn't realize um at the beginning that he's blind and so he's like you are just like so sultry and like beautiful and like the hottest person i've ever held in my arms because he obviously picks her up and she's like what are you talking about she's like i am like not noteworthy at all and he's like what are you talking about like you feel so good and then she realizes she's like oh he just can't see me so that explains it because i am not pretty and then at one point she's like standing in like this bright light and he like sees like a halo around her because like he can only like make out like her hair and he's like your hair is so beautiful (laughs) 
And he's like, I don't know what you're on, but you are the most beautiful person I have ever seen. And it was just very sweet. And then like, because the whole thing was that her father wrote her, like he like wrote her into the fairy tale, but she had like very straight hair and she had very curly hair in real life. And she was tall, but she was very short in real life. Or maybe it's the opposite. I don't quite know. But all of her insecurities were fixed by the fake, you know, storybook character. And then at one point, um, like it has a fandom. So it's got like a historical fandom, which is amazing. And they have LARPers come to the castle thinking that she is there and she's going to give them like space to sit about because she's like a celebrity to them. And he thinks he is atrocious. It's like kind of like a Beauty and the Beast thing. He thinks he's atrocious because he has this big like, like scar that blinded him. And she's like, don't go to the window. Like, don't go to the window. They are going to see you. And I don't want to deal with it. And he's like, well, that's insulting. I'm not that ugly. So he goes to the window. And she's like, well, shit, you've done it. And it's because he looks exactly like the fairy tale prince. Like, he's like hot as shit. And and he's like, I can't, like, that's really rude of you to say that, like, I'm that, like, ugly. And she's like, no, you're that hot. And now they think you're a good real. assuming that you think I'm ugly moment. Mm-hmm. Lord of Scoundrels, anyone? (laughs) Exactly. And she just like I'm gonna bring up Lord of Scoundrels in every episode too. (laughs) And there there was like a moment where she was like, I have to break it to you. I am not beautiful. Like you're just like you think I am, I'm not. And she like it was this whole thing for her. And he's like, You're wrong. And it was beautiful. I love that book. I feel like it's very underrated because I think it's in the same series as the when the Scott ties a knot and say yes to the Marquess. And um those two, I think, get talked about more than this one. But this is my favorite in the series. Yep. It is. It's the Castles Ever After series by Tessa Dare. But that one was just so fun. And on that note. <laughs> no, we have to end on a note about the book we came to talk about. Oh, god! Rapid fire. What's your favorite part? I think I mine. I not answer prepared. Mine was when he thought she was bleeding and he just rose <sighs> from the dead and was so offended that they were tending to him i think that that did it for me it was just hilarious that's so fair he's so (laughs) mad about it he is he's like when i wake up she better be healed like (laughs) like how how he's so funny um that's fair that's really really high on my list if not my favorite um what else i do always love a moment when um the main characters are like picturing their children if they want them and they're like her like fire-headed or fire-haired bespectacled little girls because that's how she looks and then she's like i want little stern like boys and i think that's always cute too that's cute i and that was actually my favorite moment is when you find out or she tells him that she stole the letter back from (laughs) her father And she's like, because of course I did. Because that just is so Adelaide. Because, like, mm-hmm. things, shit's hitting the fan. Things are chaos in this moment. She is, like, about to forcibly get married to this man who she wanted to marry anyway, but then tried to talk out of marrying her mm-hmm. to keep him out of this whole world, only for him to be like, absolutely not, we will be getting married right now. Which, by the way, w- they didn't, like, have a special license at that point or something. No. Right? Like it was no. later he went and got a special license, so I don't understand how any of that would I thought worked. the father had one. I thought the father brought one. I don't know how the Maybe father would have gotten one. That is very You have true. to like go to the archbishop of Or did Canterbury they not did they whatever, just bring a like, priest? Yeah. Yeah, they just I, went and got like the vicar and I was like you can't mm-hmm. just get married. <laughs> anyway, 
Anyway, and then the bad guys show up and you're like, oh, this is the conflict I was waiting for. And then a fight ensues and all these things happen. And then later she's like, yeah, I pickpocketed him immediately to get that letter I'm, back. I may be making this up, but there wasn't like a moment for him to get a special license. Was there somewhere along the way? I feel. No, there's a mention because I, Cause she, because she I was shows like, up alone. Yeah, she shows up to this thing alone. So I don't yeah. know if he like went off. No, he just. Show, he just comes to find her, but neither of them know that a wedding is going to be taking place. Later, okay. they do get a special license and get married because they want to, which is why. And I, I remember they because they were about to get married and I was like, don't we need a let like the bands haven't been read. Don't you need a special license? And then I was like, I don't know anything about British law. Maybe the law had changed at this point. Who's to say? But then later there's a mention of him getting a special license. Mm-hmm. For I'm looking like, at it oh. now. Yeah. So I don't understand yep. what's okay. going on there. So they they didn't, yeah. I think the father was just kind of mistaken because then he didn't actually. It was like when, while Elfie Trumbull's plans had gone sideways and he had not overseen the wedding of his daughter. Um, so somehow it was like the following day that they got married. Right. So I but don't. But like even if they had gotten, they couldn't have gotten married then because there yeah. wasn't a special license, which is why I was confused. Yeah. Um, Maybe he but just you didn't know what? Know. I didn't Romeo. know before I started reading historical romance. Yeah, but he was living he's in like me. the time period. <laughs> he would have known. He, maybe he's just so busy killing people and being a bully. Actually, you know what my real favorite part is? My hmm. real favorite part is the very end of the book. Or not the, is it the very end or is it? Sorry. Right before the epilogue, the end of the book. Ooh, where the hell in am which I in my book? Thomas, <laughs> Detective Inspector Thomas oh. Peck was having mm-hmm. a bad day, which is always my favorite. Bombshell too. Detective Inspector okay. Thomas Peck. Okay, it can be your second favorite part day. because that is a character in another book. <laughs> He's having a It is my second moment. favorite part. My favorite part for that, well, I have many yeah. favorite parts for them. Yes. I feel like they have a lot of small moments, so it's hard to pick one. They do, they I do. do. That's really why it's so romantic. Her because picking there's... the pocket to get it back. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, good. the next book is however, yeah. <laughs> she invents chloroform. Good for her. I know. He was like, "What happened to the explosives?" And she was like, "Oh, that's weird. They're not there anymore." <laughs> huh? Crazy. And he's like, "Imogen, <laughs> please." There was a marvelous scene in the first book too. Yeah, um, where she just blows up his world, quite literally. <laughs> literally, oh that poor man! I love him. He's so he's funny. going to get ruined by love. He <laughs> already is. has been. His whole life has been ruined at this point. He's having another and I, bad I loved, day, and he's like, <sighs> I loved in the first book when Caleb was like looking at Cecily in the bar, and he was like, "Ooh, she's so hot." And then Thomas Peck is there too, and he's like, "Whoa, who is that?" And Caleb's like, "Stay away." And he's like, "No, no, no, not that one. That not one." Not that he's one. Like I, I identify so so strongly with Imogen in that moment. She has a line where she says something about like, "It's a waste of those thighs." <laughs> yes, and I was like, "Why am I Imogen? Why is that something I think I've actually said?" And- and you know that that book is going to hit every single right note because she, that wasn't this book, you know? Like, she didn't write their story yet. She, like, waited until the next book to write their story. So she's been, like, thinking up some great things for that book. Because I, I just love that she was like, I'm going to take my time with them because they need it. Oh, yeah. And I am excited. I am deeply curious about Duchess as well. Um, I know. 
I have a couple of theories, none of which I feel confident in. We because can hypothesize maybe no once idea. the third book. Yeah. Maybe we'll know. We'll maybe see. it'll be a secret. Who knows? Anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, this was a half well, hour longer than it was supposed to be. Oh, it well. time, really. I mean, you, you can skip whatever you want. That's you know, true. If, you, if, if anyone's here, made it this far, congratulations. Another prize. <laughs> another prize. Let us know. And once again, I'm confronted with the fact that I don't know how to end a podcast because I never listen to podcasts all the way to the ending. You can follow us on socials. Yes, socials. Uh, Fringe Book Reviews. Salty Caroline Reads. On that note, I bid you adieu. Cheers. She saluted you, just so you know. <laughs>